Good evening, or at whatever time you've made the choice to listen, and welcome to this method of listening, where we promise preaching and teaching from the text of Scripture. And I'd like to ask that we have our Bibles ready now in the book of Romans. Since the first of the year, you've seen this chart in our assemblies up on the slide projector about glorifying God. We've presented this as goals for us, as individuals and as a group, to give thought and intention to glorifying God. Let me say, this is not about something different than what we've encouraged before all these years. It isn't something sensationally dramatic. It isn't change or anything like that. It's a good way to renew our intentions that have been there all along and enrich our zeal to think of our lives glorifying God, honoring and praising Him, not just in a building. Whatever you do, do all to the glory of God, and not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory. We've tried to spark some thought and self-examination about that this year. We must be committed to glorify God with our minds, bodies, lives, worship, relationships. Think of everything the New Testament says Christians ought to be doing. And then put this label and purpose on it, glorifying God, honoring Him, giving Him praise. Everything we do should direct attention to God and exhibit how good He is and how eternally valuable it is to serve Him. I'm going to be bringing this up several times this year for me and for you. Now today, part of that, from the book of Romans, I've selected four passages that I believe will help us better understand this concept of glorifying God. The first is Romans 3.23. It's familiar to you. Romans 3 23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Preachers use this passage a lot when we are identifying the problem in the human race. I used this verse a few weeks ago when I was discussing the question of salvation, salvation from sin, and this says we have all sinned. Earlier in Romans 3, Paul quotes from the Psalms that none is righteous, no, not one. No one understands. No one seeks for God. So here is our problem. Here is why we need what Christ provides by his death. All have sinned. But how is sin described here? In this verse, it is falling short of the glory of God. That's a critical point in knowing what sin is. Here's the simple truth. I cannot glorify God while violating His law. When I commit sin, I not only do not exalt and glorify God, I exalt and glorify myself. I do what I want. I think what I want to think. I act as I desire. That glorifies me, not God. The other side of this is obedience glorifies God. Worship in spirit and in truth glorifies God. Treating people right glorifies God. 
Helping people glorifies God. Preaching the gospel glorifies God. Purity of heart glorifies God. But I cannot glorify God while violating his law. Paul wanted the Christians in Rome to understand that, and we need to join in that understanding. Sin is never God-honoring. Sin is against him, ultimately against us. But Romans is telling everyone who reads the book, Paul in Romans, there is a solution. The gospel of Christ heard, believed, and obeyed. Second passage, Romans 4 and verse 20. I'll read that in a moment. Romans 4, 20. This section in Romans is about being justified by faith, and Abraham's story is called up to illustrate justification by faith. The chapter begins like this. How was Abraham able to be right with God? And the answer comes back in verse 3. Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. Does this ignore Abraham's obedience? It doesn't. But his obedience was based on his faith. And as this is developed by Paul, he's answering the popular concept among the Jews of works of merit as a basis for salvation. My point in citing this is in verse 20. He grew strong in faith as he gave glory to God. Growth in faith glorifies God. There are people who have exhibited genuine, observable growth in faith. I hope every one of us are growing in our faith every day, even when we are under pressure and in crisis, especially when we're under pressure and in crisis. Well, it might be argued, why don't we pass out trophies or badges or awards or prizes? Because the prize is, God is glorified. Faith embraced, faith activated, faith in Christ lived out richly in obedience and growth honors Christ, glorifies God. The stronger Abraham became in his journey of faith, the more God was glorified. When we grow our faith, we glorify God. Every step we take towards serving others in good ways, every course correction, every increase in knowledge, every good intention carried to action, the growth of our faith glorifies God. Third passage, passages in Romans where mention is made of glorifying God. Romans 15, verses 5 through 9. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you, for the glory of God. For I tell you that Christ became a servant to the circumcised to show God's truthfulness in order to confirm the promises given to the patriarchs and in order that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, therefore, I will praise you among the Gentiles and sing to your name. Often in Paul's 
letters, he will write to his readers a passage written in the language of prayer. These passages often begin with the word may, indicating Paul's prayerful interest in his readers. Listen again to this one and listen for the tone and language of prayer and listen for how it all takes us to glorifying God. Here again, Romans 15, 5 to 9, May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. For I tell you that Christ became a servant to the circumcised to show God's truthfulness in order to confirm the promises given to the patriarchs and in order that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, therefore I will praise you among the Gentiles and sing to your name. Paul is asking God to grant something to these Christians in Rome. What is it? Endurance and encouragement. To do what? To live in harmony with one another and in accord with Jesus Christ that together with one voice they would do what? Glorify the God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ. So our unity, our collective agreement with what Scripture says glorifies God. If I get my way, you get your way, and nobody lives under the authority of God's word, what is the net effect? We fail to glorify God. Our division, our coldness, our selfishness does not glorify, does not honor God. Unity glorifies God. Verse 7, Therefore welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. I'm convinced when reading Romans 14 and 15 together, we observe this graciousness that we need to have toward each other. The strong are helping the weak. The weak do not resent the strong. Opinions are handled without offense. Christians avoid stumbling blocks. And this in Romans 15 is part of the whole body of instruction about how we respond to God and, as a result of that, how we treat and relate to one another. So can we listen one more time? May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. For I tell you that Christ became a servant to the circumcised to show God's truthfulness in order to confirm the promises given to the patriarchs and in order that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, therefore I will praise you among the Gentiles and sing to your name. God is glorified when we take this to heart and put this into practice, united with one voice, harmoniously glorifying God. 
I have one more. Statements about glorifying God from the book of Romans. Romans 16, 27. Romans 16, 27. The book of Romans is a masterful treatment of what the gospel of Christ is. The Holy Spirit gave these words to Paul so that the Christians in Rome would better understand their relationship with God and with each other. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Christ offered himself so we could be saved and we are justified by the activity of our faith, not works of merit. We grow in that faith. How we live as Christians, how we treat people, worship and spread the gospel in a united way glorifies God, calls attention to his power and might. Now, how is this discourse brought to a conclusion? To the only wise God be glory forever through Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm making some preparations to do some teaching from the book of Proverbs once we get our Bible class schedule back in place. In fact, that first lesson in Proverbs will come in a few days. It will come in a digital way. Proverbs is about wisdom, specifically God's wisdom we put into use in our lives. He is the only source of authentic wisdom for living. He's the only source of authentic wisdom for living. I heard someone say once in a sermon, every time you do something and immediately conclude you are stupid, pause and be thankful you have God to correct you, lead you, and drive out your stupidity with his wisdom. Let me say that again. Every time you do something and immediately conclude you are stupid, pause and be thankful you have God to correct you, lead you, and drive out your stupidity with his wisdom. Paul concludes the book of Romans with this doxology worded like a prayer, offering praise to God, the only wise God. To him be glory forevermore through Jesus Christ Amen. Isn't amen a wonderfully rich word? It means this is true. You can count on this. It conveys firmness and conviction and agreement. It is used as a name for God in Isaiah 65, 16. When we read about God, what he has done in Christ, and that we can respond to him and glorify him and live right with one another. What can be said about all of that? But, amen. Thank you for listening.